5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, so on Monday I talked to you about uh, starting the season of Advent, and uh, then we went over Giving Tuesday and all that joy of understanding stewardship. Um, But we're going to get back to Advent, and I thought a good place for us to be able to start from is where I talked slightly at church on Sunday about, but I figured it's good for us to go back and revisit some of the stuff because I was trying to both cover Zachariah, Elizabeth, and John, you know, so John the Baptist, you know, doesn't, so I spent a lot of time on John the Baptist, just a little bit of time on Zachariah and Elizabeth. So let's go back there. Luke chapter 1, um, verse 6 and 7 is what we're going to kind of highlight right now. Uh, but if you go back to Luke chapter 1, you'll see the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth throughout there. Um, but 6 and 7, uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statues of the Lord, but they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, it doesn't say, like, well, most likely, you know, because of societal norms, they would have been expected to have a child. If you were in a, uh, a successful marriage, you know, and if you were going to be uh, well-known in your community, uh, it would meant that you had children. It was somewhat, um, it was a good thing, a joy to have children, but it was also a status symbol. Like, you had children, especially you have boys, right? And boys are going to, you know, be able to take care of you and do all that fun stuff. And and so there was a status thing about it now. So you know that Zachary and Elizabeth wanted to have children, and yet they were without. And it says they were very old. <laughs> now, ultimately, I think that that just isn't key indicator for us to be able to say they were beyond what people would believe to be childbearing years. So they were already, you know, she was believed to already be barren because she was already beyond that age. Now, so we don't know what age that is, but we're just saying she's probably beyond what what the community of the society would say is a normal range to have a baby. That's where we're at. So when somebody's barren, they often would say, um, I mean, much like the, the, the Gospels have pointed out for us that, you know, there was a guy who was born blind and they said, well, it was his parents or him that committed a sin that caused this to happen, right? So there's like this direct, like, you need to act righteous in order to get righteous stuff, Right, good stuff comes to those who are righteous. Now we know that you know, like that's that's just an untrue statement. Like, and if you're making those statements, stop it. That's just that's just foolishness. But here's the thing: people lob that at them, right? At Elizabeth and at Zechariah. Zechariah was a temple worker. We see that even in this passage that he was there, he got to be the one who was going into the Holy of Holies to light the incense. This is a big deal, right? Not everybody gets to do this. You know, so they were of the right tribe. They were, and and he was, you know, designated. 
you know, casting lots in order to be in that place. So we know that he's in, you know, kind of known as a temple worker, but also they're barren, don't have any children. So there's a little bit of a, you know, kind of this this thing that hangs over them. And yet, it's key to point out in the scriptures, the reason why we're highlighting 6 and 7, is because it says, Both were righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. Right, And there is a key designation, and this is made a couple of times throughout Scripture. You can look back and see Job right before all of his tests and trials come. You see that it says that Job is blameless before the Lord, right? He's doing what he's supposed to do. God has put these things in front of him, and he's walking into it. So there's nothing, There's there, like he's doing good, right, according to God. He's walking blamelessly. Um, It doesn't mean he's perfect. Nobody's perfect except for God, right? So don't make that mistake. Zachariah and Elizabeth were also not perfect, but they were righteous before God. They were doing what they needed to do, what God was putting in front of them. This right here is not a punishment from God. Right, This isn't God saying, you guys aren't fit to be parents, and so I'm not going to bring you a child. That's foolish. That would be foolish for us to be able. That's why he put this here as a key designation. Both righteous before God. Mistake yourself not, right? That these two have been blamed for something. And so God's withholding children to be able to punish them. Nope, that's not the case. The fact is that we are in a broken world. We know that things occur like infertility. That is not a, and it should not be, a condemnation upon anybody. And yet, sometimes that's the way we feel. Sometimes people are thinking, I don't have, and this is probably because I have done something. Right? This still continues to exist, maybe not in the same exact way as it did in the first century, but it still exists. And so there's much of what we need to be able to lay down before God to be able to say these these things that we put in place when we see this very beginning of the Christmas story, right, is the is this idea, Zachariah and Elizabeth giving birth to a child. And this child is going to be a forebearer, right? Somebody who is going to prepare the way of the Lord. And so they have a quite a job to do to parent John. And so I want you to be able to consider, you know, that it's out of these circumstances, right, that God says, I'm going to give you a child, right? And he says this to Zechariah while he's in the Holy of Holies, while he's doing the whole incense work in there. And he's like, I'm going to give you a child. And, I'm, and I need you to name him John, which means. God is gracious. And that's the news. It's the good news for us. That even when we start to see the brokenness of the world and how it's playing out in daily life, we're still reminded that God is gracious. That he loves us even when we are unlovable. And God continues to show grace, and mercy 
to us. Consider how this is the beginning of the Christmas message, the Advent series, you know, that that we are beginning. It starts off with a baby and not Jesus yet, because there's supposed to be God is gracious, and we're going to see how grace, mercy, peace, faith, hope, and love are all played out through this season. All right, everybody, we're going to end there for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Something, though, to you, for you to consider is these ideas of what God is trying to do in you. All right, everybody, take care.